stories you've heard. They don't tell the whole truth. The island is indeed a place of legend. There is power and vast riches as well. But many who've sought to claim them have simply vanished without a trace. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to a new episode of the New World Compendium, your source of information, as always, here in Eternum. I'm your host Arkanir Silvershield and I have a full cast here and a very special guest. Starting with the real-life crafter himself, mainly a woodworker, Storms Lord. How's it going, Storms? Doing good, doing good. Everyone gets a treat in my basement today, so there you go. Well, I mean, even if it's your basement, the audio is pretty neat. So hopefully nothing breaks and we'll have a smooth show. Sounds good. <laughs> also joining us, the governor of the NA company the, of the Hands of Fate, the voice on the show, Sivian. How's it going, Sivian? Good, how are you guys? Doing good, doing good. So have the storms been uh, calming down? The storm is through, the storm is gone, um, thankfully. Uh, the House did not get struck by lightning, although the neighbors there did, but we're good. Computer's fine. All right, well, that's that's always More good because we are we are very close the to the release. We're, 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 the computer's good. Right? Kids are this good is... too. Kids are fine. Kids are good too. Yeah, you know. <laughs> this is no time to break your computer. <laughs> so joining us, as mentioned, as a special guest, hailing from the Robots Radio Podcasting Network, Robots himself to talk all things Planey World. How's it going, Robots? Hey, Ark, I'm uh, super excited to be here today, especially because I had a burning question for you guys. And I was wondering if I could just pitch it here right at the beginning. Yeah. Um, this is something I've been a little bit curious about, and I know that you guys are experts on the subject. And um, I've, I've just kind of been a little bit embarrassed to ask anybody so far. But um, what exactly do uh, the letters MMO stand for? Massive Multiplayer Online. Okay, good. I hadn't been able to ask that yet, so now I know. So thank you for answering <laughs> there you that go. for me. <laughs> thank you for asking for me as well. Okay, good. I didn't know. Good. 
Okay. Now that that's out <laughs> the of the way, I can share I all that. of my knowledge about whatever <laughs> MMOs are with you guys. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Yeah, uh, see you later then. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Chunk, uh, wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we doing here? What is this place? Where am I? <laughs> yeah, what, what, what is New World? This, this what is thing the New World? What is, it? Yeah. what is this? <laughs> Apparently it has something to do with Amazon. Yeah, is this a, is there a shipping I'm not game? Sure, you know. This is the cargo delivery game or something like that. That's you know, standing that, too. Cool. Wait, 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 wait. Patent that one. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but to be to be a little bit more serious, um, I'm very excited for New World and uh, a lot mm -hmm. of the stuff that we're going to be talking about today. And and genuinely, thank you for inviting me on the show today because. Um, Ark and I have known each other for a while, mm -hmm. especially around the Elder Scrolls circles. We both do Elder Scrolls podcasts, and we both are, uh, in some ways, tied to the hip to Lotus of Doom. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're we're kind of cousins, sort of <laughs> podcasting cousins. But um, yeah. uh, thanks for having me here. Well, thanks for making the time because it was a very short notice. Like we weren't planning to record, and then they announced the big news of today that we are going to talk about, mainly the open beta stuff, and I messaged Rob, I was like, do you want to jump on the show in just a few hours? So, thanks for making time, and it's nice to have you here. And as you said, we do know each other, we have collaborated in uh, before in the Elder Scrolls community, we even share a co-host, but for anyone who doesn't know you in the New World side of things, what do you do, where can people find what you do? It's a little bit of introduction. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I do run the Robots Radio Podcast Network, and that was something that grew out of the podcasts that I run. Um, and I actually do, I don't know, seven or eight of them at this point <laughs> uh, myself and uh, help a lot of other people. Uh, we I have a bunch of podcasts on the network. I also mm -hmm. work with a bunch of new podcasters on another side of the network that I call the Robots Radio Rocket Club. And I help them get started with their shows, learn how to market their shows, how to create good shows, and uh, everything from uh, the technical side to the marketing side, all of that kind of th stuff. So I do a lot with that, but then I also have my own shows and um, started with shows like the Fallout Lorecast, the Elder Scrolls mm -hmm. Lorecast, got into Cyberpunk and Dungeons and Dragons and Mass Effect and <laughs> a whole bunch of other things. So um, most of those shows are focused on the lore of the games but I like to delve into gameplay discussions and all sorts of other mm -hmm. stuff as well. So um, if it has to do with role-playing games in general, then usually it has my interest. So that's, there you go. Yeah. And it's, that's where as, I am. as you mentioned, you have a lot of lore cast uh, shows and I'm really curious about your thoughts on the lore side and questing and whatnot of the show, because that seems to be the main debate among the community as well. Everyone's really happy about the gameplay side of things, but the lore and questing seems to be the conflicting point. So once we once we get through the news, I'm gonna uh, ask you about what you what your experience with it has uh, has been so far. But before we get into all that, because I don't remember if we recorded another show within August. This might be the first episode of August since the closed beta. I don't really remember. So a round of shoutouts to all of our Patreons and Twitch supporters, mainly SCDLC, the champion of DCN, and Noodle L. Dante, the knight of DCN. Thanks so much for your support. We also had some five-star review on iTunes. They did not have any comments, but if you give us a feedback or a comment on those reviews, this will be where we, um, where we read them and bring those into the show. And if you want to join the discussions, if you are listening to us live, 
just feel free to chat with us in chat uh, on Twitch. We'll do our best to reply and bring your opinions into the show. And if you are listening to this on audio form or on YouTube, feel free to comment or send us an email at dungeoncrawlernetwork at gmail.com. Hey, hey, Ark. Can I throw something in here yeah. real, real quick? Yeah. Noodle Al Dente also helps support the Elder Scrolls Lorecast Patreon. So I just wanted to say hi, hi to Noodle. <laughs> hi, Noodle. He's, Noodle. Noodle's Noodle. awesome. He's a Honestly, legend. Noodle is yeah. a legend. <laughs> they, are, they are just great people all, all around. And that's the that's one of the beauty of having this podcasting collaboration, I guess, that we have in Elder Scrolls side. And it's been building up in in New World side as well. Lore Seekers now do a um, New World show. Solace has just started his New World show. Bob from Red Diamond Courier, who I believe is also part of Robots Radio Network as well. That's he's starting right. a New World. He's starting a New World show too. So we have that camaraderie there now starting in new world as well and that's that community side of it is is really the beauty of you know um podcasting to me because it's i feel like podcasting is unique in that regard more so than youtube content or twitch content in the sense of being able to just create a common community across multiple shows yeah um, all those supporters are are all of the supporters are legends. Five star mm-hmm. reviews, all of you. We wouldn't be here without you. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I answered a question on our Discord recently where somebody said some, made some sort of passing comments about uh, competition among podcasters. And I, I kind of po- uh, politely corrected them. And I was like, you know what? There really isn't a lot of competition among podcasters. Uh, oftentimes people might perceive it that way. But really, mm-hmm. we all especially among similar fandoms, we all tend to embrace each other. We mm-hmm. see each other as kind of more siblings and friends <laughs> in the space and not sure. as competitors. Like it, we don't see it as like, oh, they stole my listener. No, chances mm-hmm. are you probably have listened to all the different shows and you yeah. might pick one or two that you like more than the others, but it's it's not really seen as competition. We, yeah. we like to welcome mm-hmm. everybody into the community and we all just create things in our own ways. And hopefully you find the stuff that you like mm-hmm. the most. Yeah, that I mean, it's it's not like you know, li- it's not like you go live at the same time. Well, sometimes you do, but it's not like you overlap your stream times or something like that. That people can only listen to one. The beauty of the podcast is they can listen one on Monday, one on Tuesday, one on Wednesday. So it's, right, just spread right. the yeah. whole thing out. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we do have a lot of lot to discuss, and I do want to not keep you guys here for several hours like i generally do on other shows uh <laughs> we are gonna get you right got till into 10 it. so there you go mm-hmm. <laughs> so big news we are gonna have as expected a new open beta in september it was just announced earlier today while we are recording this during gamescom uh opening live night and it's going to be a short one running from September 9 to September September 12th only. So just three days of mass open beta. Now, this is great for convincing all of your friends who refused to pre-order the game or were reluctant about, reluctant about trying it. Get them all into the game. That We will all be able to request access on Steam on September 8th and I assume pre-download it. So, yeah, it's just three days of one last playtime before we get to the launch. And people are hyped about this. Even though it's just a short, and even though the um, progress will be wiped again, 
people are losing it, at least over on Twitter, from what I've seen. Oh, for sure. It's insane hype. Yeah, and, and I don't know if you noticed, Dark, but in that, that post, there was obviously mentions about the population uh, issues mm -hmm. uh, as well as the server issues. In three days, both of you coming from, and robots, excuse me, I'm not sure what your background, but the two of you have that coding and that game design background. My, um, really my has push? coding, but yeah. <laughs> sure. What can you really push on three days, right? Is that really focusing on the back end server issues? No, that well, and that's what it is, right? That's what tells you what their bait is about and mm -hmm. what the problems they had before was everybody jumping in at once. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so what they don't want to have is on their official release, the same thing happened. Because right. in three days, you got, I mean, even if you stay up 24 hours a day for three days, you may get to level 60, right? You'll be dead, yeah. but you get to 60. It's <laughs> testing the number of people getting on. That, yeah, that's yeah. what the, it's not a security fix. This tells you what they were fixing. Mm -hmm. It was that initial in, yeah. load. Yeah. Go ahead. Even in their article, it says like we ran into server issues and overpopulation stuff. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the three, just merging everyone into just a three day window with open beta, we'll see if they broke anything else or mm -hmm. what they fixed. Well, this, this is the bane of every MMO is, is mm. launch day, right? <clears throat> oh, like yeah. Every, every single time a new MMO goes live, that's the big question. Is, is, is it going to crash and burn at launch? Or mm. are they going to be able to accommodate everybody who wants to get on and play? Has, so what's what need to uh, do? Uh, look at World of Warcraft. Classic. Mm -hmm. uh, it, oh, yeah. Oh, God, it was. <laughs> so that's an, experience, that's a, it's an experienced developer. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You need to get... That's, 16 years ago, they had the same problem. <laughs> they've had 16 years of experience and they still can't solve it. I was no, what they've ask. done is they've done different people have tried it and they've tried different ideas. What they haven't done is take a, and this, if I had a bajillion dollars, which hopefully the crypto will take off, I will, but you start your <laughs> own service that you hire people just to do launches. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's all they do, right? And then you farm out your launch. This is all they do. They will in two years, three years, learn more than any other game company out there about launching the games because they're going to focus on that. Mm -hmm. That's just like yeah. testing or you need to focus on that because if you look at it, what they do is they have teams that go through each one, whether it's ESO, whether it's New World, whether it's, you know, wow, it's the same whatever, way. You have yeah. sets of teams, right? They have sets of teams that go through and they do launches every year or so right depending on the new chapters or whatever they're going to do um, and their dlcs that's not what they do every day right so if you had a small company would you farm out that every day of the week every month every year they do launches they would know exactly how to do it because mm -hmm. they really only need the the bandwidth and the servers for what about the first two weeks right and yeah, they generally, yeah. that's easy to do Right, and then so they it's can a matter on understanding. The, yeah, they can yes. move on to the next game developer, the next yes. studio, whoever, you and then they can help them out. with the next launch. They, yep. they they could take the next month, prep for the next launch, launch them, the same, and then move yeah. on to the next one, do the yep. next thing, and then right. as long as they scheduled it all out, and they're probably doing two, three, four launches a year. How quickly will they learn? Right, they'll yeah. learn what to do, what not to do, real fast. Especially if you're using things like the cloud to hold the servers. Yeah. yeah. There's actually a couple things from chat. So Octavian says launch is going to be a mess. And I 
agree with that because I've never seen an MMO mm -hmm. launch, regardless of how much testing that happened. I don't think there has ever been a smooth launch in the history of MMOs. Arc. At <laughs> I was like, you were you were about to say He's something like, to me. Yeah, <laughs> um, and he's saying some, there is some no have been smoother than others. There's <laughs> at least yeah, in yeah, that. yeah. But at, at some point, cyberpunk. Oh, <laughs> don't bring that well, up. Don't yeah. don't bring that up. It's poor. That's old not even an guy. MMO. <laughs> <laughs> the weeks after launch is gonna be the real test. Yeah, I mean, once that initial hype dies down and people start going about their daily lives, their jobs and everything like that, the load starts mm -hmm. to spread out to different times of the day and everything like that. So yeah, it starts that's to exactly calm what's down. Gonna happen. Oh, look and at the beta, right? The first, what, day, two days? Yeah, it, it was, was a just, mess. There, and were, then there it, were wait times, there were queues, and yep. what, the third, fourth day, you just get right more. in. Mm -hmm. At least on our server. They just don't have queues at day one. Not, not an actual launch. Yeah, but then at what point are you over overpopulating your servers? Right? And what does it matter if you turn them off? What does it matter if you turn them off and merge them, right? Well, that goes back to why In they theory, they can do that. That's mm -hmm. why they practice the merge. Yep. The server merge mm -hmm. on the last the last beta. Mm -hmm. To see if and they apparently can do it that. failed. Well, yeah, that, right? that so didn't go well. <laughs> And I feel like they are going to test that again this time around, maybe on the last day or something, because during the beta, they had issues with the server merge. So mm -hmm. I can see yeah. them trying their fixes again. And to your point as to getting to level 60, there is actually a good point, unless they boost everyone to level 60 to test wars. Because one of the major oh, yeah. server issues and the lag happened during those mass PvP moments. So the only way to test that properly within a three-day period is to just boost everyone to high levels, or I don't know, increase the experience gain for like ten thousand at least, um, or allow you to create a uh, endgame character. Oh yeah, that in too. The that too. Yeah. ESO does that very nicely. I mean, you can just come up with a whole bunch of different template characters to start testing mm -hmm. immediately. So they didn't or say use anything the cash about shop it. To mm -hmm. I Give hope you a they token don't. For 60 to test <laughs> I mean, mm. if they put yeah. that in for testing, people will get the wrong idea, and a lot of people will just ignore the fact that it was for testing. And there will be videos like New World <laughs> is selling level 60 characters in their cash shop oh, and everything. God. So I wouldn't oh, do it I was because joking. people. I was pay joking. To win, pay I know. To win. I know. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they'll say that even if they don't. It's okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. They already are. So, yeah. But. Basically, three-day testing on September 9th to September 12th, just a couple of weeks from now. They also say there will be technical tests under NDA from now to basically all the way until open beta. So do keep checking your emails, especially if you were in the alpha tests. Uh, they might invite you for some technical tests, but you won't be able to share anything from those. Uh, but it's good that they're also, before mass testing, they're also getting some people in to test the um, stuff in a smaller scale. Um, anything I want to add other than those? Nope. The open beta won't be under NDA, so we'll just be able to stream the whole thing. I might do like a 24-hour stream or something. I don't know. Uh, just because it's only three days. Uh, but we'll see. Only three days. Mm. Only and the progress hours. will not carry yeah, over, so... Deep. 
I don't want to bore myself out. Narc's beard. That's why he can only three days. That's okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. <laughs> I mean, I did once stay awake for 75 hours back in university. I ended up in the ER, so I learned not to. See, I not only to did do 48, that. so there you go. <laughs> it was a bad idea, so yeah, don't, don't do that, people. It's That's not how worth he got it. the gray in his beard. That's where it came <laughs> from. That's it. Um, so they also announced today that there will be... I will try to get the show out tomorrow actually ignoring the early access for this specific episode um, because there is they, these are huge news um, that tomorrow on twitch.tv slash twitch gaming which is twitch's own like special events channel at 11.35 a.m. PT and or 2.35 p.m. ET there will be a special developer Q&A that they will be doing so I will hmm. hopefully be able to push this episode out um, before that happens, so everybody who listens to us gets those news as well and able to jump in. We'll definitely discuss those as well, both on our Twitter or in the next episode that we do. Uh, but that's just a quick dimension. We don't know about it just yet. Thank you for the link in chat as well, Sivian. Also, game in Gamescom, um, we got some hints and some teases from... What's his name? The... Um, the studio director, actually. So he said... So, sorry, the game director, Scott Lane. Uh, in a very short, like a minute-long interview-type video, uh, he mentioned what their plans are for the future and gave some hints for what's to come to Eternal. So they're going to be working on new features and everything for years to come. They plan on keeping this game going for several years, and that's obvious... Uh, it's an MMORPG, it has to have a long lifetime. Apparently, people have been requesting more supernatural elements in Eternum, as well as more weapons. And while saying that, they showcase these new gauntlets um, in just like a second-long image. Now, these are very intricate designs, they are beautifully designed, and I love how these look. But the point I want to make is, Especially, they are in different colors and different themes. And we know there has been some leaks. Everybody knows about it. We chose not to talk about it, but... Void Gauntlet has been mentioned here and there. And I want to say, one of these definitely does look like a Void mm -hmm. Gauntlet. It's purple. They look good. Yeah, yeah, they are very nice. And... On Twitter, someone, when Greg, my Streamlabs froze, so I can change the images right now, but... <laughs> so on, on Twitter, someone was like, is that a Void Gauntlet? And Greg, who is the content creation relations um, a person in, 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 uh, for New World, it was like, technically they are called Gamescom Showcase Images. Uh, and then you put a gif of someone <laughs> winking. Uh, <laughs> that was a non-confirmation confirmation is what yeah, that was. Yeah, so I guess, <laughs> I guess they the are... is is. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess they are sort of um, approaching this as cats out the bag type uh, way. But yeah, they are very nicely designed um, gonglets that are in different shapes and colors. So one of them is sort of this green color and i kind of want to feel like maybe that's a um angry earth 
related, like nature-related gauntlet that might come in the future. Um, in addition to the ice and the and the void ones. So we'll 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 see, but there are some some cool stuff that are definitely coming. And obviously everyone's expecting a great sword, but I haven't seen anything about that. But I want a great sword too, we'll see. And something else that he mentioned too was um, group gameplay, right? Mm -hmm. So they were uh, they were going to be focusing more on group gameplay. Um, you mentioned that. Sorry, I, I didn't hear that. But no, yeah, I, I I hadn't yet. Yeah, I'm really excited about that, right? Because yeah, you have your dungeons, which are always fun. I mean, everybody loves you know a good dungeon, but mm -hmm. the I'm curious to see how they're going to be uh, going after that group gameplay and see what they're doing. I would love some extra questing. Not just expeditions, but normal quests that we can do as a group. Because right now, the overworld of Eternum, other than the PvP missions, are uh, mostly solo playing, basically. It's, more, it's sort of like mm -hmm. other schools online, where questing is very much a solo experience. Especially, Actually, if you are grouped up, it plays against your will, because some of the creatures spawn so scarcely mm -hmm. that it's like... I mean, hunting elks, for example. Nightmare. You know, there's five <laughs> people trying to get the elks, and it's like there's only one spawning every five minutes. The so, sheep. <laughs> you just the, yeah, the sheep. Actually, there was... While I was playing, there was... So I was a marauder, and one of our Everfall or Winsvart, I don't remember, PvP missions were, was hunting sheep. There was a couple <laughs> syndicate members, yeah. not PvP-enabled, just sniping sheep. So that we couldn't mm -hmm. complete the quests. It was a beautiful way of... <laughs> they were just griefing? Yeah, they were sabotaging and it worked. Mm -hmm. They kept us from doing that quest while being PV... Not being PvP enabled and it worked. And I was like, I can't... I am not even mad. That's, that's a good way of sabotaging the, the other, mm -hmm. uh, you know, faction. <clears throat> there needs See, to I'm, be an I'm... emote... There needs to be an emote that, like, just you tip your hat to them yeah. and you go, Good play, sir. And then you move on to do some other quest. Yeah, yeah. I hope I, they I, more it doesn't make like me that. mad either, right? I mean, smart tactic, but mm -hmm. yeah. it's kind of cheesing the system a little bit, if you will, because they're not flagged for PvP, and you're trying to do a PvP quest. But people always cheese the system, whether it's mm, life sure. or whether it's games. Sure. Everybody cheeses the system. The Absolutely. thing is, can you be better at it? Are you better at choosing the system than they are, right? So what I would do is I'd go at two in the morning and they won't be there because they'll be asleep. So it's okay. Yeah. It all depends what you want to do, right? You just got to think about what, how would I cheese them out? Sorry, I'm just depends. thinking of you setting an alarm to kill sheep. Hey, I've done that, right? So I'll get up in the morning and do, there's nobody here. I get it done in five minutes. I'm good to go, right? Yeah. I, I mean, work that's... from home. What does it matter what time <laughs> I go to bed and get up? That's what I'm going to be doing just to play with you guys on NA side. I mean, my prime time, I basically play on both EU and NA prime times because of my sleep schedule not existing. Um, but yeah, like I'll be able to, if I'm awake during the day, I'll just be able to play while the server is empty on NA. And if I'm awake during the mm -hmm. night, I'll just be able to do stuff while the server is empty on EU. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And so a couple things from chat again. In the, in, in the event they announced in the video, there was a two-handed sword. That was a, as far as I know, that was a boss creature, not a player creature. Uh, player creature? Not a player. <laughs> but... Player um, creatures announced. Here first. You heard it. Here first. 
<laughs> it does exist in the game on some of the enemies, as you mentioned, but when will it be available for players? I do not yet know. And Octavian again says, green and purple gauntlets look like maybe nature and void. And Ishebu says, or poison. Yeah, poison also makes sense. It could be poison too. I can see that happening. And Octavian again says, if they are grouped up, I'm fairly certain it counts for the whole group. I don't think I quested with people because it's so difficult to get on the same quest. Um, maybe, maybe you are correct. Don't quote me on that side of the... Do you guys know if you are grouped up? the quest counts or not for everybody? I believe so, yeah. Okay, there you go, alright. So that's, at least there is that, but yeah, that, again, quests don't really have any content to it that pushes you to um, do them in a group, since they are mostly kill five things and fetch three things quests, which I'm hoping they will change, and we are going to get into it a bit more in detail in a little bit. Mm -hmm. Once we get through in the, the, the new in ESO, <clears throat> are there any quests that take groups? Right, mm, there used it. to be, and then they removed <clears throat> them. Basically, Craglorn yeah. in ESO used to count as an adventure yes. zone mm -hmm. that required you to have four people to progress. Like people needed to stand on pedestals and mm -hmm. everything like that. People did not like it because Elder Scrolls Online's at least early community was really solo players, like heavily. Mm -hmm. um, made up of people who came from single-player Elder Scrolls games. So, yeah, they removed yep. Cracklone as an adventure zone. We'll see how and the future... So that's a future good point, it. right? Mm -hmm. If they set those up, that'd be good, but they have to put forethought into it, because I... Grouping, it seems to me, is a late thought for them, because they're focused on PvP and factions. Yeah. So grouping when the PvE was like, oh, hey, if we're going to do more PvE, let's do this. Hey, let's add groups, right? So I think we're going to get more of it, <laughs> It's just, it's not going to be at first, in my thought. Yeah. Well, Storms, think cool. of the, the progression of the game, though, right? So when it first came out, everybody was, it was an open world PvP. Mm -hmm. So groups, like you mentioned, weren't even a part of it. They weren't even right. a thought. Mm -hmm. I would like to see um, quests that ad adjust, that scale per size of group. Oh, that would be nice. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. then you could design it so, like, you enter you enter a cave and you're a solo player, and so therefore you have to fight two of these cave monsters, right? Mm. And that's that's the goal is to fight the two cave monsters, retrieve the shiny gem that they drop, and then mm -hmm. leave the cave. But if you enter as four people in a group, well, now there's eight of them, and you got to clear eight of them, or yeah. there's mm -hmm. eight an even bigger monster that's the equivalent of like fighting eight of these mm -hmm. guys. And then you each, and then it drops four shiny gems. You each pick up one of the gems and you leave, you know? Um, and I could see a way that you could scale that, you know, I mean, software. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a developer myself, <laughs> definitely, but definitely doable. Yeah. Theoretically that's doable. Um, that's a good thought. It's a matter of thinking of it ahead of time, right? Yeah. That's where right. you get into. You have to plan it though. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's deep enough of an, of an object that you're going to want to plan that ahead of time. And I don't think they did. No, so not at I the think moment. it will be added. I just don't think it's there yet. Yeah, and a lot. Of you're the, right. I think that'd be a cool thing to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the problems they are running into with questing and making that into like a nice experience is coming from the fact that this game was not initially designed with the PVE in mind. They are mm -hmm. now working on it. They are working hard on it, and they are adding a whole bunch of things. But it's just not there yet. And it'll come in like a year or two, I would assume. Mm -hmm. But there's definitely some time yeah. 
<clears throat> Most that's... MMOs get better as they go along. Mm. I'm looking yeah. at well, again and... ESO yep. since we all know ESO. First year of ESO was they almost shut the game out, and the developers talk about the talk about how the then CEO uh, may soul rest in peace. He died just a while ago, I believe. Um, but how he went up to the developers of Elder Scrolls Online and Zenimax Online Studios. He was like, okay, I'm giving you a year to fix this game. We are not shutting this down. You guys got a year. Just make this work. And then they made Elder Scrolls Online to the giant in MMORPG genre that it is today. So it definitely takes time to, to yeah. it get it working. And one of the things that helped, at least from an ASO perspective, <clears throat> was Tamriel 1. Right, mm -hmm. you made people think differently than you'd expect them to in an MMO. Yeah, New World, while pass, you know, patterns itself after a typical MMO, it needs to show something different than a typical mm -hmm. MMO, or it's just going to be one of the bunch. Yeah, it's going to be a big publisher, but come on, show us something different. So that's yeah. what I'm looking for, and hopefully, the idea of a group questing they'll go, "Hey, it's a great idea. Um, let's do that." Honestly, I think the unique, the most unique part of New World and the part that I absolutely love is just the gameplay because the combat of New World is, I mean, every other major MMORPG out there, as far as I know, is target-based, like things home in, you know, if you fire an arrow, yeah. it follows the target <clears throat> and everything like that, oh, it's yeah. targeted. So, New World <clears throat> is pure action combat and that part of it is mm -hmm. what I absolutely love about it and why I don't mm -hmm. mind quests or lore being not there yet as it could be because i just enjoy the gameplay so much and well, yeah you get all awesome awesome excited when you you know hit a deer or hit an elk from across the way and you barely see it right mm -hmm. and you can track it just right to <laughs> pop you like oh that's awesome right that's a big deal when you're not tag targeting yeah, yeah. it's fun and then just as you get there someone runs in and starts skinning it it's like and they start <laughs> doing it right oh yeah <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. There's yeah. your griefers. <laughs> yeah, that and, and, one guy. <laughs> to, to Ark's point, um, the the from the lore side, which we're going to get to in a little bit, I think that um, what we're also seeing is uh, a delay on the development of the lore as well. Mm -hmm. Because the, the gameplay was first and foremost. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then now we're getting development towards, you know, PvE stuff and an expansion towards lore because if you didn't have the gameplay loop in a state where people wanted to do it and wanted to keep coming back and doing it, it didn't matter how good the lore was. Yeah. People weren't just going to come back and sit in the lore. <laughs> like, are you just going to go open up the game and just reread the text dialogue multiple times? Like, like no, you're not going to do that, right? So you have to have the gameplay loop there first. So mm. we'll, we'll no, talk more about point. that later. Yeah. You, you might, but uh, <laughs> thousands and thousands of other people, probably not. <laughs> so... There is a couple lore videos, as, as you mentioned, they are adding, like they are now focusing on the lore side of things, and they've been releasing these very nice four or five minute long um, lore videos called Tales of Aeternum, which makes me really happy that I didn't name the show Tales of Eternum, because I almost did, mm -hmm. uh, following our <laughs> other show, Tales of Tamriel. So, and it bas it's basically in-character lore lessons almost from the characters that exist in in eternum in the game and we are gonna play them now they are about eight minutes total before that i 
want to just have a quick another mention from, again, game director Scott Lane. He was like, holiday season is coming up and I wonder how that might look in Eternum. So we can expect a holiday event in Eternum after the launch. Um, that's just a thing that I was, we, are, we were expecting anyway. But yeah, so I'm going to switch to the videos. Um, and I'm going to let them play for both our video listeners and audio listeners. And then we are going to de- get into the lore side of things and pick Robot's brain a little bit about it. Astronomer, historian, and seeker of truth. Since first arriving on Aeternum, my fascination has been this mysterious land and the various people who have at one point or another ruled over it. The ruins that cover this island are clear evidence of an ancient race who built a magnificent civilization that existed long before any human set foot upon these shores. Where they came from, I have yet to discover. The ancients harnessed the power of Azoth, using it to perform their miracles and extend their lives. But perhaps the use of this great power came at a catastrophic price. There are clues within the ruins of a terrible conflict having taken place at some point during the reign of the ancients. I believe that the guardians that roam these lands and protect the sacred sites of the ancients were the foot soldiers in this conflict. Since corruption infests many parts of Eternum, I conclude that the ancients did not emerge victorious. Further, since the ancients have disappeared, I am left to wonder if they survived at all. Today, we only know the ancients by the things they left behind. Monuments to their lost culture can be found across all of Eternum, sparking fascination in scholars. Less welcome are the legions of formidable guardians that still maintain their vigil. Guardians exist in perpetual servitude to their lost masters. Adorned with ancient armor and wielding deadly weapons, they defend the ruins, temples, and monuments the ancients left behind. While they may appear to be soulless members of the Lost, these magical warriors are actually much more deadly, relentlessly defending their masters' secrets even though their masters are long gone. Appearing as living skeletons, guardians stoically patrol important ancient sites responding to any perceived threat with ceaseless violence. These warriors will not tire nor rest. The only way to stop them is to destroy the pulsing stone sphere housed within their chest. This nucleus of Azoth acts as the Guardian's heart. Destroy it, and you will destroy the Guardian. In my studies, I have pinpointed certain sites where ancient Guardians are known to appear. I have not found a definitive pattern for all locations they patrol, except to say that they inevitably appear in any location that was deemed of importance to the ancients. One such place is Reekwater. This boggy swamp is said to be the original birthplace of the Guardians, where the ancients first transformed humans into their restless soldiers through unnatural rituals performed within the Pool of Eternity. It is said that those who delve into the Lazarus Well expedition will come face to face with one of the most fearsome guardians that ever existed. Little is known about this creature, as few have survived encounters with it. 
another mysterious monument lies in the plains of Morningdale. Here you can find one of the most well-preserved ancient temples in all of Eternum, lying untouched among the ruins of a city. What secrets could lie inside? I could only hope that I can uncover the secrets myself. In the heart of Eternum, you will find the lush land of Everfall and the shattered obelisk, a perplexing relic of the ancient civilization. Some believe this mysterious artifact holds the secret to the ancients' technology and the purpose of the many towers scattered across the region. Be on your guard when exploring this location, for it is known to be well defended. There is still so much we don't know about the ancients. Where did they come from? How did they build the awesome structures that can be found across Eternum? And will they return to reclaim their land? It is up to you to find out. You wish to know more of the Angry Earth? If it will keep you alive a while longer, I, Marsh Walker Afolabi, will be happy to enlighten you. Eternum has always been a place of great natural beauty. But, as I'm sure you've discovered, the land itself can resist you. It's as though nature is trying to prevent you from taking advantage of its bounty. The Angry Earth are physical manifestations of that resistance to wayfarers like yourself. Some believe that the land itself felt the corruption sweeping through Aternum and decided to fight back. Others say that the Angry Earth are as old as Aternum itself and have protected this land long before anyone set foot here. These creatures have always fascinated me. They occupy a special place in the natural order of the island. When angered, their purpose becomes clear. They're protectors of the land and take their roles rather seriously. Should you arouse their ire, well, Perhaps you deserve their retribution. A blight is steadily corrupting their kind, and some of the Angry Earth have succumbed to its influence. I have heard from the Rangers of Eden Grove that these blighted creatures are even more dangerous than usual. More often than not, you'll find the Angry Earth in their elemental form. When the Angry Earth take on a humanoid form, we call them Dryads. I do not know why they have chosen this form. What I do know is that they're incredibly intelligent, very aggressive, and willing to fight anything that threatens Aternum. That includes you, of course. You'll rarely find a Dryad on their own. They like to work together to overwhelm and utterly destroy their enemies. Brilliant tactic they excel at. You'd be wise not to walk through their territory alone, unless you have some brave companions. I have heard stories that Eden Grove is something of a birthing place for them. They say creatures spawn from within the gnarled, twisted trees and plants of what people call the Garden of Genesis. Though the blight in the region affects the angry Earth's life cycle. Rickwater, however, 
is more of a grave for the angry earth. I have seen them travel to the eternal pool to merge once more with the land we walk on, dispersing their life force into the flora and fauna as they do so. In some ways, I feel a strange connection to the angry earth. I sympathize with them. They simply wish to protect this land from outside threats. And us humans most certainly are a threat. If we are to survive in Aterno, we must learn to live alongside those who wish to protect it. After all, there are darker forces at work in these lands than the angry Earth. But those tales are for another time. For now, I must return to my duties in the Reekwater Marshes. Farewell, Wayfarer, and may fortune travel with you. I'd like to wake up with that so, face over your head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out here. So those were the two of the Tales of Eternum series that they started pushing out. And I am really, really loving them because, well, first of all, as mentioned in chat, the voice acting, absolutely fantastic. The videos, the cinematics, gorgeous. But from a lore point of view, I'm going to start with my opinion and I'm going to throw the ball to mainly to robots here. I feel like at this point, at least, they have a really good base for what they could expand on, both with the, you know, the Ancients and the Angry Earth, the Azoth and the Corruption. They have these four main uh, things on the island. And, but at this point, it kind of feels like they had these creature or whatever models and the world ready. Because as we know, the game didn't have any PvE or quest or lore focus at the beginning. Now they are trying to build lore on top of the concept that they have. Basically add on top of it. So I don't know how that's going to go in the long run. Because when you look at, for example, the ancients, they're just skeletons with this, these magical temples spread all around. Um, so they are building on the lore on top of it. And I don't know how in-depth they are going to be able to go with it. But as the Res well, not resident, but maybe you can be resident. <laughs> robots. Visiting. Visiting Visiting lore uh, expert on the show at the moment. What do you think about how they are doing so far, how they are delivering this lore in the game, and where this lore can go from here? Um, okay, so uh, first of all, I love these two videos. I think these videos are fun. They're in universe. The cinematics are, are super fun. The voiceovers are fun. They're giving us lots of cool little, you know, animations and gameplay bits, mm -hmm. uh, some mysterious little dialogue. They're wrapping it up with characters and all sorts of stuff. I think that stuff's great. I think that this is a very, you know, this game's just about to launch. So we're just getting, we're getting, this is the teaser trailer of the lore, right? This mm -hmm. is the, hey, we're a new group of people investigating this new land and this is what we're finding. And there's something going on with the corruption and the angry earth. And there's something going on with this, this race of people who are here and they're no longer here. And this is what remains of them. And there are these spooky skeletons that are guarding their runes and all, you know, all this stuff that's going on. And there's a mystery. What is the mystery, right? And, and that's fun. Mm -hmm. Everybody loves a mystery. 
we know what there is to to investigate. It's got our attention, and we know that this these are the things that we are going to be investigating. We know these are the bad guys. We're going to fight these bad guys, and this sets up um, some questions for us to solve. Now, it also sets up an interesting moral quandary. And if anybody's listened to any of my shows, you know that I have a background. I have, I have two bachelor's degrees. I have a degree in philosophy and a degree in religious studies. So I studied deep thinking and how not to get a job out of college. Um, <laughs> so, so I like I to cover the, myself at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I like to cover these kinds of questions when, when we cover lore, because a lot of lore from games pull from philosophies and religions and cultures and histories in, in the real world. Well, what we have in new world is we have this age of colonization and we went through this in the real world, right? We also have, uh, the dilemma of the corruption of nature which we're currently going through in the last 150 years with yep. global warming and all this kind of stuff, right? So they're they're treading some very some very morally ambiguous areas here. You know, like what what do we do with a uh, colonizing force that's landing in a new world? And in this case, the the peoples of this world are no longer alive. It seems they have remnants of their civilization. So we're not you know, destroying or enslaving them. We're just exploring the remnants of that civilization. So mm. there's a mystery. So we're, we're, we're maybe uh, landing on a new land area and settling that land, not necessarily colonizing it. Okay, so we can wipe the sweat off our brows. <laughs> we, we dodged the bullet that, one, that time. You know, we're not hurting other humans. We're good. What about the earth? Are we hurting the earth? Well, no, the earth was already angry for some reason. And yeah. it's been corrupted from something that previously happened before we got here. So, okay, we dodged the bullet on that one, too. We didn't cause the Earth to be angry. It was angry before we got here, but we still have to fight it because it's already angry. And whenever we go anywhere, it just it thinks that we're part of the problem. And, okay, so we at least have something to fight. So what's the what's causing all of this? So I have some theories. And I think that what they're trying to lead us towards, whether this is actually what's happening or not, seems to be that the previous peoples were trying to utilize some special magics, powers. Maybe it was the Azoth, the powers that were inherent in nature in the mm -hmm. Azoth, and were delving into the corruption of nature and necromancy. And that's right. why we see the remnants of their culture in the skeletal remains of their guardians. Mm -hmm. And maybe the the corrupted forms of nature that are guarding things and nature fought back and that corruption mm. spread. And so they were the cause of their own demise because nature fought against their the corruption that they were causing, which caused these two problems, the remnants of their necromancy and the corruption they caused in nature itself. Yeah. And those things caused their demise. And now a new culture has found this place that has now been corrupted in two different ways, through necromancy and through the corruption. And we are going to end up being the good guys, quote unquote, because we didn't cause that corruption and we didn't cause the necromancy. And we will end up having to save the land from these terrible forces that were unleashed by this culture accidentally, maybe. Maybe it wasn't even the leaders of that culture. Maybe it was some terrible leader, but it wasn't the people at large, you know, like mm. we're going to delve into that story. Maybe there was, there were factions. Maybe it was an evil faction that fought against the good faction and the good faction was aligned with nature and wanted to, wanted to do good things, but it was the bad 
you know, priests who took over and corrupted everybody. Who knows? They're, I'm sure yeah. they're going to delve into this over years and years and years, and we're going to get deeper and deeper into the lore. But for right now, this seems to be what I think they're setting us up to discover, at least in the first year or two of content. That's where I think we're going. What do you think? Well, this this was exactly why I uh, wanted you on this piece of the... <laughs> because that was definitely... Now, I could be completely wrong. We could completely <laughs> go in a completely different direction. But based on what I've seen so far, this is how I would piece yeah. the puzzle pieces together. And to your point, in the video, it does mention the ancients used Azoth on mm. humans to turn them into these guardians to begin with. Yes. So, and I think that somehow corrupted them and yeah. turned into some form of necromancy, which gave them some sort of enduring life mm -hmm. that wasn't supposed to... It goes against nature, right? Yeah. And nature doesn't like that. Mm. And there, they did say that there's... In these old ruins, there is the... There are, like, um, signs of a huge battle that happened. Now, was that battle That's maybe right. between the humans that were getting turned into these guardians and the ancients, or between the ancients and the angry earth, or something or a faction among the humans who were mm -hmm. against the corruption of the other humans and yeah. were trying to stand against it, but there were uh, it was too late. There were too many corrupted humans. There was too much angry earth. Who knows? Like it, it could have been all of these factions coming together in some sort of cataclysmic battle of five armies <laughs> kind of thing. Who you know? Like they they yeah. still have time to flesh that out however they want to, and that's the thing. That's the thing with any of these fictions is as long as they're vague, they are buying themselves time to really flesh this out mm -hmm. to figure out their own lore. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So they only have to commit to as much as they're willing to tell us, right. and then they sure. can start to really solidify things piece by piece as they start to actually work it into the game. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, very good point. I mean, I was skeptical until you went on about the, um, I'm going to say ranted about the possible lores. And <laughs> yeah, now, now I'm more hopeful about the future of it because I, I didn't think it that in-depth about everything that they were they have given us so far. Um, but yeah, that's, that makes it a lot more hop hopeful. Now, as you said, we don't have too much time, but what do you think about the delivery of this lore so far? Like the quests they have, the the in-game, you know, textbooks and whatnot. Mm -hmm. How where where they can improve in terms of the delivery of like the storytelling of, of all of this? Um, I, I think that they've learned a lot from other MMOs, especially uh, Elder Scrolls Online with the like the mm -hmm. lore books. I think that that's a wonderful way to deliver the lore because it allows the players to read it at their own uh, convenience. Mm -hmm. They can and most we know 80 percent of the player base will never actually open up the lore books and read them. <laughs> yeah. um, it's a reason. There's a reason why <laughs> you and I can do podcasts about these <clears throat> things. And talk about it is because they'd rather put a podcast on and have you or I talk about the lore <laughs> than <True>. actually <laughs> open it up and read it in game, right? <laughs> That's why we can become podcasters because we can read it to them and then they'll listen to it while they're commuting to work uh, or Shibian working out or whatever. Us. Good point. <laughs> what <man>. was that? Shivian, <laughs> ah. they caught us. Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. But but that's but there are there is a 20% of the audience that loves that stuff. And whether they mm -hmm. take the time while they're questing to stop, open it up, read through it in the moment because it adds to the, the quality of the quest or they just want to collect that stuff. And then in a moment when they don't feel like questing, just sit back, open that stuff up later. Or 
ironically, by by a a compendium called Tales of Whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> from mm-hmm. from an online shop, and you know, put it in their bathroom and read it while they're on the toilet or whatever. <laughs> they can read it at a later date, and and then they get all the lore bits from that, and that is. That's an amazing way. That's uh, it works. It works in the Elder Scrolls games. It works in other things. Mm-hmm. Um, I also enjoy the the quest text in the um, the quest. You know, just the quest that you go on. It's not mm-hmm. too long. It's not too short. It's a quick little bit of info. It gives you a, a basic reason for why you're doing a thing. You talk with a character. You get a, a little bit of stuff. You're off on your way. You're having fun. You're in the gameplay loop doing the thing. You're back. You're dropping off a quest. You get a little bit more text about doing this next thing and why you're doing it. And then you go back to the back to the game loop. It's quick and it's good. And again, you get another book. And if you want to read it, you can read it. And I think mm-hmm. that's perfect. Um, plus, they're giving us these videos. And if they give these videos and they keep this going on kind of a regular basis, especially every time they announce another mm-hmm. patch or another dungeon or something cool's happening in the game with some sort of big event and they're dropping the lore in the videos, guess who's a lot more likely to watch a cool-looking video than take time to read a book in the game? Yeah. All of us. Yeah, right? true. And but I think I, I was going to take the approach of making it a point to read more of that lore that's in the game, right? I, I skipped through it during the beta because I was excited about the game. I wanted to play the beta, and yeah. I knew it wasn't the official release. So I think when you know the game comes around, we actually hopefully hit our release date. Um, I will take that time to progress through all that lore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can hold me to that storms. <laughs> <laughs> that means I have to hold me to it first. So that's okay. Uh, right. <laughs> the questing part is the only part I'm going to disagree on that because I feel like the quests need a lot more, both in terms of dialogues and variety. Now, variety they can add in the future. At this, the quests were a bit rushed, I guess, trying to mm-hmm. actually implement the mm-hmm. mechanics of it within just a year span. Okay, but yeah. The dialogues... if, if we're talking about the, the the types of things you're doing on the quest, I was mm-hmm. talking about the lore aspect of, yeah, yeah. of just so, like the way they deliver the lore through the quests. But yeah, um, when it comes to the things you're doing in the quests, uh, I think the game is very par for the course for a new MMO. You're kind mm. of doing the base kind of stuff in the quests. Yeah. Go here. And but yeah. For, and you're going to get the more creative stuff as the game progresses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From assume. a lore perspective too, though, because I, I want to connect with characters in the game. If I'm interested in the lore and the storyline, I need to connect to characters and mm-hmm. and sort of feel what they are feeling right and with the current dialogue level i am not getting that in new world that's my main concern Oof. with it as is because there's just so little for example the main one of the main characters that soul shriven looking guy uh, the soul warden fella the fisher uh, mm-hmm. he has so little dialogue that now his dialogues are really nice because he is this very mystical, you know, a- even ancient-looking character. And his quest line, if you look at the texts and read the, you know, the markings on the walls and everything, the writing is great in those things. They have some mm. poems, they have some, like, uh, journal pieces, and the writing is really good, and it's filled with emotion. But mm. that writing does not carry over to the character's dialogues, at least mm-hmm. yet. And I really so want, want more some of that. Of that like Elder Scrolls, like voice yeah, acted, yeah. 
like experience. Mm -hmm. Like, don't make yeah. it for players who just want to rush through it. Don't make it mandatory. But give me some of that text and whatnot that I find in the world. Carry that over to the character, so I build a more uh, like a better connection with the character instead of just reading it through a page I found in the world. That's that's my um, problem with the current level of the quests. Just and that's a very good point. There yeah. really is. And that shows the way they divided it up and they figured it out, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the way they laid out their teams is they have the dialogue folks separate from the lore folks. But the lore folks, the way they're doing it, it's what they've started, right? To me is very uh, well put together, spread out. <clears throat> they made, you know, things in different parts of the other, of of the, you know, areas, right? Reflect upon each other. But like you said, they yeah. don't reflect upon what's going on with the characters. So I think what they're missing is some sort of integration between the lore and the dialogues. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think, think they right. will get there. Right. I think yeah. they will. I think it's a good point of yours. It's a matter of where you put, let's call it the, the, um, the reviewers, right? Do you put the reviewers mm. over the quests and over the lore or over both? So that they could say, hey, you know what? What if we do this, do this, and this, right? right? One of the reasons you have uh, more echelons of uh, portfolio managers and such like that is they can look over the lore and the dungeons <clears throat> and the uh, dialogue and that and say, oh, you know what? If we did this over here, we should really mention this over here. So why don't you I take did. this to that team and make sure you look at that? And you can use yeah. your different tools to do that as well. But if somebody who their sole job is to look at all that together that's when you get a really involved story yeah it's yeah. the difference between telling you the story and actually getting you to experience the story yes yeah. exactly yeah. i like looking at my characters as i'm writing my own novel right i've got my own character i'm taking it from the beginning if i choose to be you know whatever i choose to be and that could change right that's because my character's doing that and i remember each of my characters on eso all 14 of them what they did, why they did what they did it, right? Um, and, and it's a just for me, it's a way of keeping that world alive is those characters are me in that world. Yeah. Yeah. All 14 of you. All 14. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ark, you asked a question about the lore, like how, how much have we seen? If we go back to yesterday without these videos, right? How much lore has been out there about the game? Not much, yeah. I mean, I, in mean, the, so I made I, it up really... to level 35 in the game and I tried to read and like the most of the stuff and there wasn't this much info, at least, well, I mean, you could tell like ancients, right. okay, they are in, they are the civilization in the past, whatever, but the more details, like, you know, they were using Azoth to do whatever stuff they were doing or the angry earth, you know, always being there fighting people. So these videos do add, add more in-depth and mm -hmm. concise like more compact information so right and, and it goes back to what you know robots was saying too right they're they're building and storms mm -hmm. that foundation of lore and mm -hmm. they're just gonna start piecing it all together i mean it's something yeah. we talked about on a previous episode that it feels like it's there but it's not there right you it's, see they were listening they're teasing they're you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're they're getting yeah, there. Yeah. And, and and I think part of it is that they don't have this the story written yet either. 
They yeah, don't know it. Most likely. They don't, they don't know it. Yeah, they, they have kind of a rough framework, but I don't think they have a, uh, like, and, and, I, and this isn't to be insulting in any way. They have, they have, um, <laughs> they're they're working they're not working from they're not J.R.R. Tolkien writing the Lord of the Rings mm. and having already written the Silmarillion, right? Yeah. Right. They're working on the Silmarillion and they're only on the second chapter, <laughs> right? Mm. Like that's where they are. And they barely have the first chapter kind of uh wireframed out a little bit. Mm. That's like that's this point that they're in. Yeah. It I mean, may be that. It's <laughs> safe to assume at. that until just like a year and a half, two years ago, they probably didn't even have writers in the studio because that's not what their then objective was. So this is going to build from ground up, as you said. And I guess we are not going to see much until, I don't know what their um, release schedule will be like after the launch. Like, are they going to do expansions or DLCs? But I feel like we are going to get more of that once we, um, once they, oh, so, you know, I release. Can, I, I'm already getting ideas like for things that I think would be really cool. A Amazon, hey, you guys want ideas? <laughs> Let me know. They're uh, actually, can, they're actually very responsive. I've got ideas. <laughs> they're actually very <laughs> responsive on Twitter. And I did mention after this Ancients uh, video, I was like, maybe an Ancients themed, like a, an expansion that is focusing only on the Ancients. And they replied yeah. with, we don't have any current information about expansions, but that's a good idea. And I'm going to, you know, we are going to rely that, relay that to the team. So, oh, dude, what if their corruption like got underground and all of a sudden oh. you're delving with like, you know, underground, like rock creatures and things oh, like that. And yeah. then what or if some of the ancient, it spreads out to sea. What if some of the, what if some of the people actually took refuge underground and we end up coming across some of the ancient people that are still around, but they've been living underground for hundreds of years yeah. and they're different from the, the people that are still there. And they can tell us firsthand through some of their history, they got passed down word of mouth, what happened, but yet it's different because it's from their perspective. So it's not hundred percent accurate anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, like there, there's so many things you could yeah. do with this world because they've created a foundation that's interesting enough that you could build it out in lots mm -hmm. of different ways. And as long as you bring in, you know, like ESO, as long as you bring in unreliable narrators, yeah. you can do whatever you want. And then you can start coming at it from different angles. And you still had a real, <laughs> real heavy hand up, though, right? With the, oh, yeah. the lore oh, yeah. that came in, right? So I Absolutely. am interested in how they're doing it. I think it's going to be great. And just like we said, I think this was an afterthought because it was going to be PvP. And then that was, oh, wait a minute. Let's, you know, because Fortnite does not have a whole lot of lore, right? Didn't oh, no, no, no. Yeah. But this is why, you know, this is changing into, oh, we, we need some lore. Let's go hire somebody. Let's hire a team. They're probably working like crazy to catch up to all this, right? They probably sure, have for a year sure. trying to get there. And it's a matter of, yeah, this is going to be good. It's just a matter of you got to give them time to breathe. And I think they will. I think they're showing a lot of improvement over where they were. But yeah. they have a long ways to go yeah. compared to others. Chat, <laughs> no elves. No elves. <laughs> no elves. I, yeah, no elves. Yeah, please. You know, Robots, you mentioned it's chapter one, right? Maybe. We have a whole rest of the book to get through. That's oh, yeah. what like really gets yeah. me excited about. How this big game. is this continent? How big is it? No idea. What other, That's true. What yeah. other yeah. kinds of 
biomes are there? What other mm -hmm. kinds of places are there? What other peoples are there on this continent that the corruption has or hasn't spread to? Mm -hmm. What other histories are there that we have or sure. haven't been able to explore before? Is there, heck, is there, like, what, what about this? Like, imagine a United States that was settled. Okay, we're talking about colonization, right? Colonization. You've got Europeans colonizing on the eastern side of the of the United States, or at least on, on the Americas, right? Mm -hmm. but what if colonization simultaneously happened from Asia oh. on the western side? And what if we ran into an entire other group of people who were colonizing from the other side of a continent, from the other side of the planet? Like, you could have these That's, kinds yeah. of things happening in this kind of world space that has never been done in, in a video game before, and probably mm -hmm. hasn't even been done in much literature before. Like you could take this all sorts of interesting places. Mm -hmm. Again, it's exciting. Robotsradio.net. Let me know if you need. <laughs> if you need I was gonna ideas. say I need to grab <laughs> all of the parts that you were like going on to these potential lore bits, make them into a video, and just release that separately. Just robots talk Eternum lore type thing, and just put that out there. As a, these are as all a, just crazy just, ideas. I I like it though. I like it. Those are good ideas. Um, that's it. We are going a little bit over time and I don't want to keep you guys here all night because, you know, I don't sleep, but the actual people <laughs> on the show, the humans do sleep. So the, the normal ones, before we wrap up, um, how will you spend the three days of open beta? That's the, that's the like, sort of like the ending question. Uh, robots, what is your plans? Um, I don't want to get too far into it because, like you stated before, they're going to wipe it again, and then mm -hmm. we're going to have to start over. And so I don't want to spoil too much of the actual game that I'm going to be playing through again anyway. Sorry about the dogs in the background. Um, but I do think I want to kind of narrow down what weapons I want to be using, well, where I'm going to go with my character build, um, so that when I do get into the game, I can kind of just hit the ground running. I think that's really what I, what I want to do. All right. Solid. And Sivian, what about you? More or less the same thing, right? Just want to get in, just want to try and figure out, you know, what are the, any of the main changes, if there were, um, and I guess really help them out with their, their development too, right? So try and cause the servers to catch on fire, <laughs> if they will, in a cloud. There you go, yeah. And Storms? Most likely I'm not, honestly. I'm <laughs> playing, I have played enough New World with it having wiped, I'm like, I three days. No, I'm sorry. I will work on something else. I'll work on a new chair or something instead of doing <laughs> that. And uh, but I'm looking very much forward to New World actually starting. That's mm. what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty much on the same mode. I'll see what changes there are, try out some of the weapons I didn't try during uh closed beta. And probably record a whole bunch of videos because so I've been putting out these sort of ambience ASMR type videos that I've recorded during the closed beta. And oh, people yeah. seem to be really liking them. So I'm gonna probably record more of those. But yeah, I I won't progress because it's gonna get wiped again and I wanna have my all of my energy uh when the game actually launches. And that brings us to the end of the show. Now Chat has been amazing this show, so thank you all so very much for joining us on the live show. If you are listening to this on audio format, uh, as mentioned at the beginning of the show, feel free to reach out to us on email, on Twitter, on YouTube, and we'll do our best to sort of reply to everything and bring everything, you know, your thoughts and everything to the show. And 
Yeah, so before we end, final thoughts and where can people find you starting with our special guest, Robots, once again? Yeah, um, the easiest way to find me is uh, robotsradio.net. Everything that I am working on and all of the shows on the Robots Radio Network are there. Um, you can always just search Robots Radio Discord. You can find me there as well. And I'm almost every day, you know, lurking, lurking around, posting some things on Twitter ro at robots underscore radio. So those are the best places to look me up. And if you're interested in any lore about uh, pretty much every modern <laughs> RPG out there, uh, then just look up whatever that is, Lorecast podcast. Chances are I do a show about it. And if I don't yet, then uh, write me a note and say, hey, why the heck don't you do a show about this? I'd love to have one. And maybe maybe I'll kick one off. You never know. <laughs> there you go. Um, thank you for city. having me on the show, guys. This has yeah, been super of course. fun. It, thank you so been, much. It's been great. Thank you for being and on. I'm definitely going to try to trick you back into it. That's that 100%. Uh, so be ready about that. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to join you again. Uh, again? Did I say again? Words are hard. <laughs> It's, we understand. Yeah, it happens. It we are sense. podcasters. We can speak. Sivian, <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Uh, you can find me over on Discord. Uh, we have a, we were talking about this, uh, a company, not a guild, uh, on Discord. <laughs> uh, so you can join us there. Uh, I'm also on Gilded as well. And uh, from time to time, I do stream on Twitch, uh, Twitch TV backslash Sivian21. There you go. And the Gilded server, at least, is gilded.gg slash hands of fate, I believe, right? Correct. Right. Yes. And that will be the North American company for, for this community. And Storms, what about you? Well, right now, you can find me here. Uh, you can find me currently at digitalpepperstudios.com. Um, I am working through whether or not to continue at Digital Pepper Studios and move fully to a woodworking shop or not but we'll find out Ooh. maybe i'll do both <laughs> that is also the reason why he looks like he's prepping for a doomsday uh <laughs> scenario in his video for anyone who is watching this in the video format chat brought it up earlier uh he's a real life mm -hmm. crafter specializing in woodworking so there you go that's why he has um he has that look behind his camera for as for us and everything we do so for comp uh eu company i'm gonna start a discord and i'll post that link everywhere uh on our website on our twitter account and everywhere like that we already have some folks who are ready to play uh i just need to structure that discord server and get it going and for everything that we do, you can find all of those over at DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com. There you can find links to all of our social media, including Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, Discord, and a whole bunch of others. Be sure to check our Patreon at patreon.com slash DungeonCrawlerNetwork if you want to help support us and get a lot, bunch of benefits like early access, even though this show is not going to be because I really want to push it out there right away. Some physical rewards and stuff like that. You can also leave us a five-star review on iTunes so people know that we are a real podcast, that we say real words, and sometimes it matters. Thank you all so very much for joining us on this episode of the New World Compendium, and we will see you all next week. Have a great night, everybody. The stories you've heard. They don't tell the whole truth. The island is indeed a place of legend. There is power and vast riches as well. 
but many who've sought to claim them have simply vanished without a trace.